Hello everybody, this is John Hanks' Pipe Dreams. A podcast loosely revolved around skateboarding like everything else in my life and maybe yours too. We got conversations with interesting folks. We talk shit about skateboarding and a bunch of other stuff. So grab a cup of cocoa or a fucking snack and enjoy yourself, fool. All right, welcome everybody back to another episode of John Hanks' Pipe Dreams. This is episode number eight, I believe. I'm back in my old hometown, chosen hometown of Seattle, Washington. And I'm here with uh, some very special guests on this episode. We have uh, some high chancellors of the abomination nation here. <laughs> we got... Uh, we got Fiddlin' Michael J in the place. We got PDOI and we got Deadweight and uh, good friends of mine. And we're just gonna talk today probably about some rock and roll and projects and laughs and general hysteria. So what's up, guys? Welcome. Thanks for thanks for joining me and thanks for having me in your home, sir. Oi 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 oi. What's up, Hanksy? Oi to the yeah. nation. Oi to the J. Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, we just, I happened to be in town at the same time as Evan, wasn't planned, so we uh, are having a little bit of a reunion here uh, of sorts. So, that shit is tight. <clears throat> yes, sir. And um, for those that don't know, I think we, we have so few listeners that anyone listening is probably well familiar. <laughs> but uh, we, you know, we've all been uh, ensconced in various musical and creative projects, uh, collaborative, uh, commonly known as the Abomination Nation, Nation. Uh, for some time, you know. So, um, I mean, uh, like, like you guys got a new project going, Land of Wolves. Uh, yes, and and we're playing one song from fucking Crying Shame that Pete and I did back when we were when the three of us were starting the J, right? Seven. Mm. So that's nice. pretty sweet. And Land of Wolves is rolling along. Yeah. So how long have you two officially been collaborating musically, creatively? Would you say? Well, in fifth grade. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pete was supposed to get a drum set for Christmas, and I got a I got, found a guitar in my uncle's attic, and I traded it in for a bass. And Mezowitz was going to play guitar in our band Splinter, but Pete was given the option of a Sega Genesis or a drum set, and did not get the drum set. Yeah. So we've been technically <laughs> playing in air quotes since fifth grade. Yeah. Our first, our, <laughs> our first band started like 15 years ago. Yeah. But mm. I haven't. I've only been playing guitar for about 10 years. So. So. There's been a lot of imaginary things in Abomination Nation that we all know, you know. And <laughs> done a lot of rock and roll. And have you guys, uh, have you guys kept track? Because like I feel like I've lost track of all the projects that the two of you have done together and the different incarnations of the scumbag and fucking crying shame and well, barbarian. Yeah, you, were on, you were on Hippie with a Dog. Sure, that sure. Scumbag track, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll totally link to that one in the in the notes or whatever. But uh, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, check it out on MySpace. And and Evan, how how long have you been playing music? What's uh what's a little bit of your history in the rock and roll zone? Uh, just started just started playing around mostly with the friends in garages when I was you know fifteen or whatever, and uh, never any official band until Shaking Michael J. Uh, obviously, in like two thousand seven. Back in Burlington, 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, you were a couch guest for for the majority of our yeah. uh, our lease. The white the white street. Yeah. The white street house. Yes. Yeah. That was a sweet. I was the guy house. for the guy for quite some a couple, time. little little while there. Couch core, um, baby. Pretty couch sweet. Couch yeah. <laughs> It's uh, uh yeah. It's a fucking crying shame that CeeLo isn't here to add his personal uh, brand of flavor yeah, to these yeah. these yeah, notes. He's, he's living on mountain time as always. Yeah. Right? I mean, it depends who you talk to, also, you yeah. know. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, whether or not it's a shame that he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no. I wish CeeLo's here. Yeah. <laughs> what up, CeeLo? What up? Hey, buddy. Um, Hope I'm listening. <laughs> and so but I, I back to the land of wolves thing i feel like you guys have been i i was uh fortunate enough to lay witness to it the other day and and i feel like you guys have uh i don't know it seems like you've been incubating it it's not like you haven't been you haven't played any shows or officially done any like put anything out other than your own personal demos and shit we played half the show yeah last but, summer uh, last yeah. uh the uh Beer Metal Summer Camp, we decided to test the waters and it was when Buzz was playing drums for us before we moved down to Vancouver or wherever oh, the fuck nice. Longview, you know. So we did f- our four songs and we got 50% of them right, so that was pretty sweet. 75%, we blew one bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it was, it was, you know, I mean, we've been waiting and then now we got Frosty on drums and, I don't know, Pete and I have been wanting to do a project like actual playing for, you know, like you know, this, like, try to actually record and have a record and shit for a while. So. For a while, yeah. We've done a lot of just uh, recordings, writing songs just to record them and then leave them alone forever. No. Yeah. Do you think one day you'll have, like, a box, like a uh, like an orchestra of oi, like, box of just, like, all the <laughs> yeah, ridiculous... Dude, I mean, Abomination Nation ruins the classics. Yeah. All that, together, yeah. you know? That's the next one coming yeah. up, huh? Yeah. And the barroom Chaunceys, you know? Yeah, one minute songs about regulars. There's, there's just there's something so fun about, and it 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 keeps me interested just in coming up with fake bands and like fake personalities for these bands and what their genre and little backstory is and like, you know that's like obviously like we've all been fans of like Metalocalypse. It's like that kind of idea of just yeah. like these ridiculous. Uh, you know, ideas for bands. It's so fun. That's uh, what, well, we had Barbarian. That's what that was, for we, sure. Yeah. Just out of control, insane Viking metal. <laughs> Dirty metal, man. <laughs> like, yeah. And, yeah. and wasn't sort of some of the idea in Barbarian that, like, um, these people were sort of elusive and uh, were unable to be reached by the press or tour? Uh, absolutely. Or that's why, I mean, that, that EP sells for dozens of cents on fucking eBay. No question, you know. The three songs that Barbarian allowed the public to listen to. Yeah. From what I've heard, they have thousands of songs that haven't been released to the public. They they just mm. they play them ritualistically in their coven. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the general public wouldn't appreciate it and they're not worthy of hearing yeah, you know, the full the full catalogue of Barbarian. Yeah. 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 You gotta really earn that shit. Yeah. Is that now Pete, is that sort of like your? Are you like the liaison to the metal, like from the metal world of barbarian back to like the lay people of just like regular squaredom? I'd say in Land of Wolves, he's definitely dumbing it down for the common folk, guitar wise. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. it's still thrashing. It's definitely some dirty metal, but it's you know, it's a little bit more. Uh, there's some melodies in there to kind of allow the common folk to enjoy some music. 
Yeah. But not just fucking. <laughs> 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 I was going no, with it. There's, there's definitely <laughs> some. We're definitely doing some barbarianish medley riffs in, in, in Land of Wolves. In the Wolves, there's some metal, yeah, but there's plenty of punk and hardcore and mix of it stuff all. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it has to be right. I mean, those four dudes. Yeah, I think Frosty and Nate are definitely more into punk rock than metal. You know, but. uh so are we into punk rock too. So yeah. it's good, you know, and then yeah. we yeah. both like metal too. So it's easy. Yeah, it's just it's something so perfect about having that sort of metally kind of spooky guitar that obviously shreds and can chug and do whatever. But it's kind of cool that it has this sort of um, I don't know. Like it makes it a little bit more sinister to me yeah. sounding. You know, the metal influence in the thrash. Yeah, some mm-hmm. evil, some evil in the. In some evil stew, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Evan, you're out in in New York City nowadays. You're in, back yep. in the zone. Back uh, on the East Coast, yeah. How's it? How's it hanging out there? What's going down? Oh, well, nothing. Nothing too interesting, music-wise, unfortunately. But um, you know, just living, living the New York life. You know. Yeah. So. New Age Woody Allen. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, yeah. It's uh, New York's a beast, man. I love it. I miss it. It is the greatest. Yeah. Seen quite a few good shows out there, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Well, went to went to that urchin show. Saw BL and Tomato with a bunch of kids. (laughs) <laughs> no way what do you shredded you shredded so they were good but um yeah I went to that suicide machine so I told you about seen the slackers a couple of times I went to that oh yeah they're playing soon slackers yeah. slackers next weekend I think 30th or something maybe next Monday or something the first yeah something like that maybe 31st should look into that again mm-hmm. fucking A cool yeah you gotta love some Vic man yeah, he's so ubiquitous, man. It's crazy. I guess yeah. he, he he was involved in, like, you know, Pink? Yeah. He's, like, written some shit for Pink. Did Did too much much too? Like, like yeah. one of her records? Yeah. yeah. Fucking crazy. Huh. Yeah. Chick knows how to pay off the right people, I guess. Yeah, and I always see, like, I follow, like, Toby Morse from H2O on Instagram, and, like, I feel, I feel like it seems like his, like, wife, like, Moon, who's, like, a big part of, like, the H2O, like, lure, you know? She's, yeah. like, almost practically in the band kind of yeah. figure. She's, like, real tight with pink. And, like, isn't that weird how there's just this, there's sort of this, uh, like, like Hollywood, New York hardcore, punk rock, skateboard. Like, there's this weird hybrid where just it seems like everyone hangs out with everyone and everyone, like, there's not really a lot of, like, sects. Yeah. You I, know? Probably part of, like, a lot of those people just getting old enough to, like, prefer to go get ice cream than to like you know fucking headbutt people in a fucking mosh pit or like go out and fucking get tanked and do crazy shit you know like they, yeah they all just want to like hang out and talk about the glory days that when they were their glory days they were complaining about them it yeah. just seems weird that like you know like it just seems it just seems weird how the there it, it's sort of 
all seems to meld into like one scene. Like I always felt like the shit that we were all interested in as kids was like no one gave a fuck about it. But right. then it's like it turns out that like behind all these like like Tim Armstrong is actually like the puppet master of fucking Hollywood, you know? Like as yeah. far as like the social scene, like it just seems like there's all these like it's weird, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean those guys are all all millionaires and it's kind of crazy to think about that, you know? Like how to make an aggressive punk record when like you have a butler. Yeah. Yeah, right. I've had a trouble uh sort of drifted away from social distortion for that reason. They were one of my favorite bands and had a big like I had a big connection to them, you know, when I was younger, but then it started like I lost interest in hearing Mike Ness sing down here with the rest of us when that album became like eight times platinum or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yep. It's true. I was uh talking with Casey this morning and we were talking about that how so many of these people that we all like listened to and looked up to and still go to see play their shows like it's a trip it's like i mean you know i i can't i can't speak for you guys but it's like you know i i've i am still like living a lifestyle that many might consider like to be like at risk <laughs> you know if you will like in certain so like circles an at, an at, a 34 year old at risk youth <laughs> on the endangered species so uh, but you know it, it's just interesting that um you know there's these people that are like established in society have kids and cars and and everything and then it's like their job the way they make their money and pay for like their kids braces is to strap on a guitar you know a few times a year and yell about the fucking government it's like that's right. how these guys like make their money but it's like it's it's just so weird that like to like writing new material must be a bitch yeah. you know what i mean like like yeah, in, if right. you're going to be like in pennywise and 50 and you I know, think that, like, you know, it's like half the people that would have bought it, the records buy them now, but they'll like go out like old man style to see the show now and again. Yeah. But they don't want, like Pennywise as an example, you don't want to go to like a Pennywise show and not have them play shit from About Time and fucking self-titled and full circle and shit. You know? Right. Like, so they do that. And it's like fucking Cro-Mags when we saw them, it's the same thing. It's like, you don't want to go and not hear Hard Times or fucking yeah. Malfunction or something, you know? And it's yeah. Like, so they're just kind of like a tribute band to themselves. It seems like a little tiring, you know, like, you yeah. know, John Joseph's going down getting like a fucking field roast and like an artichoke salad and shit before the show and he's like bored and <laughs> riding a 60-mile like some bike doing an Ironman. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then just like get up on stage and sing about like all the oppression of like 1970s and 80s New York City, which is like you know, and his Krishna core shit. I mean, I guess the beliefs can move over, but it's not. They're just making money. Yeah. And who can blame them? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's it's. I guess it's way better than like fucking you know being a CEO of McDonald's and the way you make your money is like promoting like hate and destruction. Like this, right. this is at least has the chance to enlighten and i'm being totally being like god's advocate if you will yeah like this has a chance to like enlighten the youth or give some kind of perspective even if they don't care in their hearts anymore like and i'm sure there's you know dude who, we can't sit here and say who feels what of course and not. not knowing these people and shit but it's just as as spectators longtime spectators of the punk scene i think we can all agree that there's some there's some 
not so angsty dinosaurs roaming around, you know, yeah. that like, uh, Casey and I were calling them peacocks. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's pageantry. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, strutting their stuff. Yeah. But you know, we keep it real out here. The abomination <laughs> nation. We, we keep it real out here. We, we don't near the streets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, for, you know, it's like, Everyone says the underground is cool, and, um, you know, I've been a student of underground music and underground culture, as I know you guys have as well in your lives and shit, and it's like, um, you know, as far as underground scenes go, I mean, I can't really think of a more prolific, cutting-edge, ear-to-the-streets, hard-hitting, slamming DIY kind of vibe than the Abomination Nation, you know? And that's... Sure, you know, I mean, I might speak subjectively. (laughs) But, I mean, no, really, I've always been impressed and gravitated towards you guys because um, it's like, you know, what are we going to do? We're going to sit on the couch and, like, um, watch TV and drink beer or do whatever? Or, like, no, get up and do something and, you know make a record that nine people are going to listen to but fucking at it's, least we liked it yeah we we liked it and and we did that with our time on earth versus i don't know playing backgammon or something you know yeah not that there's anything wrong, wrong with, with that, that. And, if, <laughs> and if there's any backgammon fiends out there that want to do a backgammon <laughs> podcast with me please get in touch because <laughs> that would be tight um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's uh, that's all I got for you guys, unless uh, there's more to chat about on your end. I don't know. We talked a little bit about the Land of Wolves. That was I wanted to pick your brains about that, and I yeah, a little bit. I guess we're gonna be recording something. We've got like yeah, what six songs down? Yeah, another couple written that just need to be kind of dialed in. Yep, new stuff coming all the time. So we've got free studio time up in Everett. So hopefully we'll end up putting out a record. In the next six months, ideally, but I would maybe give it a year. <laughs> you never know. I mean, at least have songs recorded and that we can put up for people to listen to soon. We got our first show July seventeenth at the Fun House. Yeah, which is now in El Corazon with Millhouse, so that should be a good time. How does that work out? The the Fun House in El Corazon. It's just the El Corazon bar side. They like turned into a to the Fun House essentially, and now it's like an open bar. You know, like a. So, establishment that you could go into during the day and have a tall can or whatever. You know? So rather than watch the toasters on a video screen from the bar, you can actually see the band, see a show. Exactly, that's tight. And then I would assume that El Corazon is now adopting that other bar that there is usually closed in the corner for their shows too, because mm-hmm. I bet the profits are obviously going to be divided up if it's the Funhouse Bar. And you know what I mean, because there's other additional owners. So I wonder how that works for all ages shows. Right, At I would assume Elcor's the Funhouse would never have, you know, all ages shows just like like it used to be. You know what I mean? It's a bar, you know. So yeah, they might though. They used to. I've been at a metal show a couple times at El Corazon in the big room, and then there's a like obviously kids like metal emo core show going on on the other side at the same time, and it's all ages, oh. <laughs> and they just have like Excellent. a barrier by the bar. Yeah. Oh okay, yeah. um, in that little room, so. I don't know. I would assume the Funhouse won't do too many all ages shows on that side, but I don't know. You never, you never know. They might keep functioning like that totally. So when you guys record, do you have 
any indication? Have you thought about or discussed like how you will do it? Will it be analog, digital? Probably digital. Yeah. I don't know if anybody... Uh, tape is expensive and digital yeah. once you have the equipment's free, so yeah. I think we'll do it that way. So yeah. that was a very stupid question. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, wait, what, shit, the last J record we did analog with... Uh, On tape? With, uh, yeah, with uh, Conrad Uno. Yeah, cool. And, uh, but, but this, I think the studio is, is digital, but ideally we'll probably put out vinyl and then online digital, you know, digital download fucking code for the vinyl too oh you mean the end products the uh, no I, I, I'm curious about the 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 process as well as the release yeah yeah well yeah most likely be recording to a hard drive but then as Brian said it'd be cool to have a record and also have like a sound uh, what band camp page or something like that cool yeah do you guys have any of that shit any nothing yet because we don't have any quality shit. recordings yet yeah yeah, yeah. It's still in the like formative phase see that's what i think is so sick about it is that like um i don't know what's going on with like the seattle rock scene much these days (laughs) (laughs) but it just seems like um it it could be that kind of band where it's like it's been sitting on the shelf and you guys have been kind of tending to it growing it and then when you come out people will probably be like whoa dude this is fucking rad i know i was blown away so i think um, hopefully that that happens but you know you know yeah. it's still the standard procedure just play for fun and keep it going you know, oh for sure no matter what yeah, but yeah no hopefully I mean, people will dig it you know yeah be cool i think people are gonna dig it cool. i think people are gonna dig, dig it. it you know chicks dig it <laughs> scars heal <laughs> <laughs> Rad. Well, uh, thanks for your time, gentlemen. Yeah, your pleasure. And uh, thanks yeah. for having us on the on the cast here. Yep it's it's been a, it's been a dream of mine to do such a thing. So, cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening, and uh, keep on rocking in the free world or what the fuck ever it is you're gonna do. Oi. So long. Oi, oi. Oi. Oi.